The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people from Upsitnik and Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you. Your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no-obligation communication and consultation. Don't be pushed around. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Carnival of Randomness. And this one's different because you're dreaming this one. You're asleep, and we're in the dreaming. God. And you're dreaming, Zach, which I'm very sorry I, for. You know what? I don't know what what horrifying thing you did in the universe to make you dream about me, but... But we dreamt up from really good guests. We popped them out of their dreams here in their sleep. Hi, MJ. Hi. Hi, Alexis. Hello. You so, might remember them from previous podcasts as this one. And hello, Caitlin, who was almost here but got lost in the uh, ether somewhere. You know what? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's start with that. We attempted the Skype thing. Skype can suck it. Yeah. <laughs> but Caitlin, love you. We'll have you on when we yeah. figure things out. And we're actually going to talk because we're in dreams about Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. and maybe some Tori Amos. And we're going to talk a lot about Sandman. I actually had an opening question for everybody. Maybe, Zach, you're worthless probably in this one. <laughs> but I'm worthless in a lot of things. If you could be one of the who would you be? I guarantee, oh, gee, I won't be able to get this one. Of me? Okay. Okay, the thing is, if I could choose, I'd be death, but the reality is that I'm probably a dream. Yeah. That's just what it is. I've thought about it a lot. Well, I would say I would love to be death, but I'd be delirium. <laughs> I think it would be fun to be desired, but oh, I'm, I got it! I got it! I'm, I figured I'm definitely it. Morpheus. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. so Morpheus. It's yeah, you are. Insane. You are. I know so many friends who've gone dressed as Death, though nobody dresses as Morpheus. Well, that's the thing. You know, you latch onto one particular one, and you somehow think that they're the better of all of them. But in reality, they were all really good. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, to be Morpheus, you have to like. I'd have to buy a long dark coat. I'd have to paint it with the faces in the clouds. Oh, yeah. and you'd have It'd to be, be like, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Would you ever notice that in the the art of it, where sometimes you'll look and if you pay attention to the panels, the cloak changes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I love those small details like that. The art is so good, mm-hmm. so phenomenal. And the idea just of Sandman, if you go back, Neil did a little work. They were going to have him write Swamp Thing. Then they had an opening, and they thought great. about and they well, he's done a couple. Yeah, but, but they thought, okay, let's do this. Hell. And then they took it. There's an old character in Sandman, Jack Kirby, did in the seventies, and Neil just took it and ran with it a different way. And what they do in the second story, Game of You, they show how. They take the old Sandman, what this was, and I think I remember he thought he was a Sandman. Because what happens at the beginning of the series, Morpheus is in exile. He's been captured by these evil British guys, because yeah. British guys are good villains. Of course, of course. <laughs> well, no, that's, Especially in the 1920s. That's, that's the thing. They've always been the good And the first storyline with him is he gets away, he does bad things to them, <laughs> and then he has to rebuild his kingdom. So the first... Mm-hmm. Seven issues or so of him, Vish stories, rebuilding dream. Oh, yeah. I mean, I read it. It was phenomenal. 
And I think that's a one thing about, especially that one of all Neil's stuff, is not only was the writing good, but man, did he find some great artists. Yeah. I'm wondering if there was like, like fights to see who's going to be drawing for Neil. I, I like there to think to maybe what he did was he looked at the story and he thought who would fit it. Well, there's that Because I do know Sam Keith and him had a falling out, unfortunately. Oh. Well. He did. But then I think it really caught on with with uh, number eight, Sound of Your Wings with Death. Because mm. at first yeah. you're sitting there, who is this? It's his sister. And you're just really slowly realizing they're doing all these sort of things come to life, sort of, the analysts. And mm-hmm. people, Neil said people have come up to him and think this is a real religion. Wow. Well, well I mean, uh, crazier religions have popped up than that. <laughs> But I'll ask him, we'll I jump around to all anything. these things, but what did you two think of the Shakespearean one, the when they do the Midsummer, Midsummer. Night's Dream? I, I love that one. It's a great tie-in to, like, okay, we're going to perform Midsummer for a bunch of fairies, <laughs> of course, because they really exist. And it's, it's I think, what Shakespeare would have wanted. You just, I'll do this. There, I killed the fairy. You don't believe oh. in fairy, you killed Tinkerbell! <laughs> oh, well, she deserved it. But she's no, kind of an asshole. <laughs> but she then, is, actually. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, to, to tangent off that, it's weird. The ones we're supposed to love actually turn out to be assholes. You know the biggest asshole in, in cartoons is Bugs Bunny. Well, we knew that. Yeah. guy's a dick. Yeah. But I wondered, like, did he make it for his son? Because did he have a son called Hammett? Because remember he said... Shakespeare? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's what he said, like, he did it for him. Mm-hmm. Because for me, one of this goes off the point a little, because we're talking all Neil Gaiman, we're sort of focusing on Sam, and one of my favorite stories of all time that I've read over and over is from Books of Magic, Land of Summer's Twilight. That's when they... You don't know this one? You I don't have know to, it either, you, yeah. you both, you off the, I'll send... No, I will send this to you. Oh, please do. I will, I will I send... Things. You have to get this because it's Neil, and it's about Tim Hunter. Tim Hunter's this little boy with glasses who has an owl, and he's a magician. And I can't imagine who got a little bit of an idea from that. <laughs> and actually, the story goes... That Neil says, nah, he was very diplomatic. He said that, no, nah, you know, we all got the idea from Once and Future King. But I guess they paid him a little and said, look, I mean, Harry Potter makes a hell of a lot more of the books of magic. So, But the kid, he goes in this one, he goes to Land of Summer Twilight Fairy. And it's like one of the best stories I've ever read by him. Oh. And you can get it probably cheap, too. So I'll, I'll send okay. you a thing. I think I, I think I got it out of the library, actually. Yeah, you can get it out of your library. Yeah. I'm not allowed I'm to go sure. to the library yet. Oh. I still owe them a lot of a lot of money. <laughs> don't don't tell them I'm here. So you're so you're the reason that the libraries are going under. Uh, I'm actually single-handedly financing the library. Every time I get twenty bucks, I'm like, I guess I'll go to the library and hand them something yeah. so that someday I'll be able to get out a book again. But continuing on like to, do you have like a lot of people think Seasons of the Mist is the best story? I don't. The thing is, I read them all from like the big books, the omnibus. The first time I read them, so I never learned the names of any of them. Well, that's the one where that's the weird. keys to hell. So that Who's one, was, oh, that one was my favorite. One. That that's one was a good my one. favorite. I'll, I'll inform you because I'm bad like that no, too. That's a good one. To... No, that was my favorite. I think my favorite is the the one in the diner, the 24 hour like with Doctor D. Yeah, and it's, they can't get out of their dreams or anything. Yeah, it's just horrifying and grotesque. And I read it when I was like a child, and. I was like, this is awful, but it was so interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know why. And the way he does it, he breaks the ruby and it frees him. Yeah. Because that's why it's always with Neil, too. It's never what you think it's going to be. It's Mm -hmm. not like the Mm -hmm. standard story or anything. But that's good, because when you're doing something like that, you don't want it to be the standard story. You don't want somebody to say, oh, I know what's going to happen. Oh, I was wrong. 
Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. you don't want him to be able to guess it. Otherwise, why would they read it? Even he didn't too, because the way it goes, I guess he had it made out for forty issues and it ran to seventy five. Wow. Like a kidding story. Yeah. And all of them were really good. Yeah. But that Midsummer Night's Dream one, when I came across that one, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like it. Just, I mean, I liked it, but it kind of was like, okay. But why not? Yeah. He's just like, all right, makes sense. I'll roll with it. Now that one, then they did brief. They did brief lives, which is another one. Yeah. But you all got slowly introduced to his family, and I still swear I see Annie Lennox's desire. Of course. Well, didn't he say that? He... Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Emperor, you heard about his, his thing was history, too. Like Emperor Norton, the Emperor of America, he was oh, a real guy. guy. Yeah, he was. That guy was... Uh, that was an interesting footnote in history, I think. <laughs> yeah, he was a guy. He went around San Francisco, yeah, and they just made him from, emperor. Yeah. He was the unofficial emperor of America. Like, he had, like, a sash, and I think there's plaques still. <laughs> they gave him a plaque, like, and people would give him, like, people would actually give him money when they saw him. Yeah. And the thing how, that's the thing where he really takes off Desire, because he's, Desire's messing with them, and he just says, his madness makes him happy. Should be around these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be, can you imagine the comic they could make about today? I don't want to. Imagine. Oh, it'd be hilarious! <laughs> sure Actually, no, are. no. Because, it wouldn't be hilarious yet. No, because no writer, regardless of their skill level, could do it justice. Because you Nobody always believe it. You always hear the old thing: "Truth is stranger than fiction." You don't really believe it until you run across a story that somebody told you about what happened to them that is so ridiculous that you're like, even if this happened in a movie, I'd have trouble believing it. Well, what did Neil do? He said he didn't go to college. He just read everything. Mm. And he's encyclopedia. It's just the knowledge he has of everything and all these subjects is amazing. And I think he goes back to the power of myth of Joseph Campbell, and you can see a lot of that. Yeah. We see a lot of things that Star Wars steals lots from that. Well, I mean, it's not even stealing. It's just, like, that's how you tell a story. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And it is powerful. Yeah, and remember... If you if you steal from one person, it's plagiarism. If you steal from a bunch of people, it's research. Right, exactly. But the worst part, and I wondered too, how it would go out with the kindly ones because I was just the with the furies coming down on him because he finds his son finally. Remember, he finds his son, and then he has to kill him. Just like they had Orpheus and Eurydice, so then they had to do that, and then then they can bring the furies down on him, the humanities and everything, and how they he dies, but he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, isn't that always the way? <laughs> You die, but you don't die. Now, and what do you think of that? Like in terms of like then Daniel's the new Morpheus. He just wears a white cloak. And he's the same guy. <laughs> it was. I think I cried. Really? Yeah. yeah. I. It's embarrassing. I cried because oh. it was. Well, I mean, Daniel was such a like sweet little kid, and I loved him from the second that kid was introduced. Every time they went back and he was playing with Goldie, I was like, yeah. Yeah, look at this little kid. Which and then, means you knew something horrible was going to happen. No, I didn't. That's the mm. thing. Is I didn't. It was already bad enough, and he was just kind of hanging out, and it was bad. I cried because I'm a baby. No, I was too. Like the wake, and I thought the art for the wake was this the one with the funeral. Oh, devastating. But I mean, in a way, it. It makes sense. And then Morpheus is just like, well, I guess I'm done. It's it's over. And his sister just says, take my hand, and that's... That'd be that. Oh. Well, I cried. I have the thing when he killed one of his gargoyles. <laughs> when the Furies did. Yeah. And they had to bury him. 
and they come to dream because they they incorporate a lot of things. They have the guys from the House of Mystery there, mm-hmm. the librarian. Oh God, it, that's right. And he really remember he's the prince of stories, dreaming, nice right. dreaming. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of it, like with that, you can go anywhere with them. It's fantastic. Yeah. But today, did you read the Dream Hunters? That's this graphic novel. No, Japanese I've heard artist. Of it. I've oh, heard cool. of it. Yeah. Or some of the death solo stories. Those are some of my favorites. Well, talk. What do you think of them? The High Cost of Living is my favorite. Then that's the one that really got me hooked. Yeah, and I guess it was she was based on one of his friends, Cinnamon, and she passed away a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Oh. I remember hearing about it. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Which is real person and everything, but I remember seeing friends of mine. It's like I remember seeing a friend of mine on Halloween say, "You're death," and like, "Thank you, thank you." You think I'm a goth girl? <laughs> yeah. Which is one of those things, I suppose, because she looks like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she doesn't look like, you know, death or whatever else. But that's the way he did it. But I think they fit their archetypes in the missing. I figured out it was destruction. Was oh. the missing sibling when they go looking for him. Mm-hmm. Every so often, I'll be like, wait a minute. There's supposed to be seven. Yeah. And I'll, like, try to count <laughs> the ones that I know. And I'm like, do we ever actually? Like, I forget that we don't. I... Thank you. Yeah, because that's because delirium wants to find him, and right. delirium's hilarious because yeah. the way they do delirium yeah. with yeah. all these little the fish. Yeah. I'd love to go to a con as delirium and just carry around like fish balloons. <laughs> I would. I was thinking about it the other day for no reason. I just we oh, should do it. Right. Let me live. Let me live. We just do your hair all different colors yeah. and everything else. I'd have to get too. Mismatched contacts, because that's kind of important. Those yeah, hurt, though, important. sometimes. Yeah. Oh, no, I've heard they're really painful. Could you do the talk, though, like the, the way she does her talk? Or it's... Yeah, to just kind of trail off into, well, uh, hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely. I mess all, with everyone. Me all I the mess time. with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how I am all the time, too, so it's pretty much the same. She's got her little balloons and her hair color and everything. But, yeah, it's the big the, sort of the pivotal storyline where she has to, wants to find her brother. Was a, she was a fun character. Yeah. Just yeah. a fun character. One that probably doesn't get as much attention as she deserves. No, but she could be really powerful, too. Oh, God, That's yeah. the thing, but you don't really expect it because she's this little girl who seems a little bit lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet, the power of what? What would you call it? The power of the ages? Or something that she can that she contains and could unleash if she really wanted to? Mm. Probably. Mm. But it's amazing going from there and when he did this to what Neil's gone on to do. And everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones I still like is Mirror Mask. I like that one. Some people have called it the Dark Crystal on Acid. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. I watched it in high school on a little iPod because I was in a study hall and I was looking through the stuff my friend had put on my iPod and I was like, Mirror Mask, okay, I guess. And then I, I literally sat and watched it between all of my classes for the rest of the day and I was like, Caitlin, this is so good. And she was like, yeah, I told you it the little um, cats with faces. Yeah. So ominous. So creepy. <laughs> I like the way it was done. You've seen it, right? I've not. Oh, you haven't? No. Now you have to. <laughs> now you have to. Yeah. But That's it's kind of weird because I mean. it's typical Neil. It's almost like his book, Mr. Punch, where there's a kid by a town, his mom, problems, and then he goes into this world. Mm-hmm. And isn't it his mom or something like the symbolism of the queen there or something? I don't... Oh, I don't... I don't remember exactly. I know that it's... Yeah, it's always a mom problem. That's mm. very interesting. Because yeah. it's just, what are you talking one, about, Neil? It's one graphic. On it's one graphic novel. Mister Punch is just weird. 
most of Neil's stuff. Is. That yeah, one's beyond, though. That's like, I suppose you have to be English, too, because those Mr. Punch shows mm, right. are all very, very British, and it's done with really strange Punch art and everything. And it's just hard to follow it. It's like he calls it his dandelion wine because he said he liked, he really liked dandelion wine, but he said, when I was a kid, I didn't believe in all this magical stuff. This is more realistic. Hmm. But then came two American gods. Uh, <coughs> American gods. <laughs> Which I like. It's the only time I'll ever admit that I will accept a blend of mythologies. Mm. Yes. Because every other time they've tried to do it, it's been a complete and utter disaster. What was that shitty ass, no offense to him because I'm scared of him, Liam Neeson movie where he unleashed the Kraken? Clash of the Titans. Yeah, what a that sounds pile crazy. of... <laughs> So you have Liam Neeson as Zeus, if I'm correct, unleashing the Kraken from Norse mythology. And they're jinns. Oh, yeah, the jinns are there, and um, Hades is this little weaselly guy who just kind of cowers from everything. It's like, are, are you kidding me? Well, I hate one of my pet peeves is if when people say they're going to gin things up and spell it G I G I N. It's you know, Jin because yeah, you're calling up a Jin. Yeah, D J I N N. That's where yeah. Genie yeah. comes from. Yeah. It was the ancient right. Arabic demons. Right. And we bastardize them to mean wish giving blue things out of yeah. a lamp. Yeah. But yeah, the Jin. They were. If you read old Arabic mythology, they were terrifying things. And weren't they based on the elements? Yes. Am I am I getting that right? Um, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was the what? The, there was like a fire Jin. Fire, sand, wind, yeah. water. Yeah, they were scary shit. Especially a concept that's not Neil, but talking about something related. I'm, I'm really surprised he didn't come up with the concept for fables. Mm. Because fables it, is basically all the fable characters have been drawn into our universe. And it which seems I so think, Neely. Which is fantastic, by the way. It is a fantastic thing. I love how Prince Charming's a jerk. Well, and they actually made some oh, pretty. Maybe. They made some pretty good video games, Telltale did, before they went pear shaped. And went bankrupt because apparently they don't know how to manage money. Yeah. But they made games about fables where you had, like, all the characters were living in the town and they were different things. And uh, who was it? The Big Bad Wolf was trying. Big B. Wolf. He was yeah, like a Big detective. B. Wolf. He was the detective and he's trying to solve the murder of, was it, who got murdered? Was it Snow White? No, his sister. Yeah, somebody, but. And then one of the three little pigs got murdered. Yeah, it was just. Hey. That's terrible. <laughs> But it, it was just—it was really a cool. Story about eating people. Like, <laughs> they were going to get eaten anyway. Well, a lot of those old stories are scary. Oh, when yeah. you read the real yeah, thing. That's why they're they like them. horrified. Yeah, they weren't there to delight children. No. they were there to terrify children and keep them in line exactly. so they didn't go outside. Right, like the Little Mermaid. That's horrifying. A lot of those Hand Christian <laughs> Anderson stories are terrifying. No, like because yeah. like the way they descri- she he has her describe the feeling of the legs turning or the the. The tail turning into the legs, about like the searing pain of fiery knives. Like that wasn't in the casual. That wasn't in the cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody have like a favorite novel of Neil's? Favorite novel. I am really into his short stories, but I do like. I count those. those The ocean at the end of the lane. Then okay, if we're counting short stories, fragile things is my favorite collection of his. I've had like six copies over the years because I keep giving it to people. Because I'm like, okay, great, you need to read this. Remember I, I got Smoke and it. Mirrors, his first one. Yeah. And there's a real nasty poem about Santa Claus called Nicholas Was. <laughs> Nicholas Was Old as Sin, and it goes on. Ho, ho, ho. 
<laughs> I have a copy of it. I don't know if I've ever actually read it, though. Because the first one I ever read was Troll Bridge. It was a story about he meets a troll. Yes. Oh, I remember it. Vaguely. I think the troll's the only thing I remember about it. Basically, doesn't he it, become the troll? He meets a troll, and what happens is the troll's sad at the end because things... Are, and I guess the person becomes the troll. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Hmm. You know, that's the best way to describe a story. It's just like, oh, right, yeah, and it's then like, uh, huh. he's sad, there's a troll. Excellent, well, I know. Because I have yeah. the, ocean, the Ocean at the End of the Lane. I have not read it, but I have a copy of it. That one is actually like a novel. It's kind yeah. of... I know a lot I of guess people. Autobiographical, like I about guess, his childhood. I think in a, way. a lot of people don't really like that one, from what I've heard, or not as much as other things. That, he's that done. makes sense. When I first read it, it instilled in me just a sense of dread that I haven't felt since childhood. Oh, fantastic! Like, <laughs> I don't know. You go through reading it, and I, I, as I remember, everything kind of works out for the kid, but like as he's realizing things through the lens of a child. You just have this overwhelming sense of, like, this is awful. Like, something just wrong in the most fundamental sense about what this kid is going through. He's got a way of blending things, too, where you go one way, you start, and you think this could be funny, and it's not, and then something happens. It's like the graveyard book. Yes. You're like, oh, wow, that's really devastating. And he's just got a bunch of friends in a graveyard. He's just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, that one, I like, that one was interesting. I liked the graveyard book quite a bit. I know one that's freaked out some people's Coraline. Yeah. Dude. Did you see the movie? No, I actually have. The movie was very good. It was very well done. The movie was very good. I actually saw the movie first. And then I, Me too. And then I read the, uh, the graphic novel. Like, wow, this is equally as creepy. <laughs> Because it was kind of creepy with the button eyes and the... I think... What about you? What's your top one? I don't know. Maybe still, I really like American Gods. I I love mythology. I I just love... Yeah, I love it all because it's like so many deities that you don't think of. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're going through, it's like, oh, holy shit. (laughs) And I think the TV show did it justice, or has been doing it justice. I haven't seen the second season, but I loved the first one. They did really well with it. Yes, and anything, anytime you can cast Ian McShane in anything. Oh God, he's amazing. (coughs) You know, and spoiler alert, he's Odin, and he makes it. And but even if you didn't know, come on, Mister Wednesday, one eye, one eye. Think about it. Every day of the week is named for a Norse god, and Wednesday is his. Yeah. But just the end of that, I was at the end of the first season when he just toasts every single one of Esther's guards and just screams, I am Odin. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit is going to happen in the next season. <laughs> and they use, like, the god, because I was wondering how he was going to get out of it. At the end, he owes him his head. Yeah. Chop of the axe. Oh, with, Cher- with, uh, with Chernabog? Yeah. No, the, well, in the, I think in the show it was the hammer. Yeah. Because he lost the chess game. Yeah. Yeah. And... Peter Stormari, who is Chernabog, is probably one of the best things in the universe right now. And God damn, it was good. And they did one, actually. Michael Chabon wrote a book called Summerland. It reminds me about him a lot. It's one of the ones that's sort of similar in a way. It takes the same concept. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the one thing, I, I don't think Neil's done well on a lot of his Marvel books, though. If anybody's ever even read them. <laughs> I've read a couple of them. They were good, but... I don't know if I have. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I have. No, 1602, where he tries to like imagine the that characters. One, that one kind of hurt me a little bit. It wasn't very good. 
I mean, uh, the concept was great, but just for some reason it didn't fly with me. Because there were rumors he was going to write Doctor Strange, but he didn't. And have you ever heard his idea about his death movie, how he's glad it never got made? Yeah. I mean, I've heard that with a lot of the things, he is pretty much glad that they haven't existed so like Years ago, I used to get Magian line and think about it, it's Neil Gaiman. But this is before he was super, super popular. It's like a little fanzine he did. And he's talking about there was going to be a movie, and he wanted Daniel Lee Lewis to play Morpheus. Yes. Oh, that would be dope. Daniel Day Lewis should have played every character in that movie. <laughs> well, I agree. I agree. <laughs> well, hey, you know, um, Sir Daniel, when he comes out of retirement again, because he will. I don't know what he's up to now, but we all know what happened the last time he retired. Oh, yeah. He went to Italy, learned to make shoes for three years. Then decided to come back and continue being awesome. Yeah. yeah like, can you imagine him? I get him... really bored making shoes. I he loved it, I think. I, I mean, think it's he just wanted great to, for a He while. just wanted to get away from everything. But you think about it, that man method acting death? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that would be. Oh, great. Somebody's yeah. going to come along, take Excellent. my hand, go in the back. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't... I don't know how I feel about that. But oh, if you want awesome. how scary things are, okay, if you heard this one, the last rumor for a Sandman movie is Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Morpheus. Uh, he's I would, not a bad actor. He's not a bad actor. It just doesn't seem right to right. me. Right. Agreed. It's like having Keanu Reeves as John Constantine. Uh, See, at least Keanu Reeves is a decent human being. But the thing the about it is there's some characters that are quintessentially, it's like for Doctor Who, Jodie's fine, she's British if you're Scottish, but you won't want an American playing I don't think. I uh, uh, see. I I Peter disagree. Jinklage, though. I disagree. I think an American could do it if they get doctor? the right American. Well, you could. Yeah, you want to be. Yeah, we all want to be. No, if they get the right American, I think he could do it. But the British are too goddamn pompous. I don't know. It's like James Bond. I, I, was, I mean, for my, God's my sake, they will never Bond. They, they won't have a, a code Bond. name. Yeah, that's it's that was my name. So, because how could this person be in the fifties? Well, that's I, I've lumped it under my Dread Pirate Roberts theory. From the Princess Bride, yeah. you know, Cody says, "I am not the first Dread Pirate Roberts. I got it from the other guy. Who got it from the guy before him? Who got it from the?" Well, I and also think thing. my own view on the Bond films—they were just like male fantasies for years. The guy, oh, yeah. obviously, Clearly. with the cars and the womanizing but, and all the other. But what stuff. it is is it—it's an idea more than a person. Yeah. That as long you as take the name, as Bond. long as you hear the name James Bond, you're going. It's just the name is the mystique of it. Yeah. I don't know. You'd have to find the absolute right American, and I just no. I'm sure there who are... understands that it's like a family show and gets like the whole point of it. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people misconstrue it all the time to be this huge, deep thing. And like, yeah, it gets really deep, but it's also like marketed towards kids too. Like, you're watching it with your family. But I'm sure somebody's out there that could do it justice. I thought they were looking at a female actor right now. Jodie uh... Whittaker is the doctor. Yeah, we're talking no. Doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking. I'm, go, oh, I'm we, going back going to Bonds. I, no, I went back Bond? to Bonds. Well, no. we're talking Doctor Who. Well, who? It started as so many things. I don't know. I who? can't remember. <laughs> well, no, they um, uh, no, because remember there was always that rumor that Idris Elba was going to be Bond. Right. I don't he know. I don't know where that rumor started. You know what? My yeah. view on it right now is he's not even going to look till after this movie. No, is out. he they come out. He came out and explicitly said he has no desire to be James Bond. Too bad he'd be good. He doesn't want Who. You have to remember started out as a educational show. That's why the plots were always. Like historical based. Yeah. I was wondering why you were saying James Bond I, was a kid show. I'm no, like, I was. Oh, I yeah, was like, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you because I was like, 
Yeah, okay, good. It wasn't marketed to kids, nor is it a TV <laughs> no, show. You know what it is with every, right, every doctor go. is always, whenever every doctor is going to leave, it's like, this show is over. Yeah. This sure. sucks. It's like when David Tennant was going to leave, they thought about canceling the show. Then Matt Smith was more popular. But that's the like thing. I mean, I no, see, but he was more popular. You know why? Because I, I remember going to see the 50th anniversary thing at the show, and there were all these kids with, because I think he appealed to the kids and everything. Yeah. Oh, Matt Smith? Well, yeah, because yeah, he looked like a 13 year old. And he wasn't as edgy. No, no, he was like, like no. Yeah, it's David Tennant. Well, then Capel became, I love David Tennant. Who so doesn't? I don't think anyone. How can you not love him? I'm sure there's some people that dislike him, probably because they're jealous of how awesome he is. True, true. No, but, but he's just awesome in everything. You know, but... Uh, but you yeah. see his Hamlet ever? Yeah, oh my, it's one of my favorites. Isn't it incredible? It's one of my favorites. But actually, on that, on the Doctor Who to Shakespeare thing, it was uh, Billy Piper, when she did her... What Jane Austen thing did she do? Oh, crap. No, that one, I don't think she no, wrote that yeah, one. I, no, I think that was uh, Jane Eyre. <laughs> But whatever Pride and Prejudice, Persuasion, I think, it was Pride Emma. And Pre- I think it was Pride and Prejudice. I think it was Pride and Prejudice, too. It was the one that all the snooty British critics hated of because course. it was... I loved it. It was the best Pride and Prejudice I'd ever seen. And because I like it Penny wasn't... Dreadful with her Penny in it, Dreadful, too. Yes. Isn't that incredible? She's Penny so Dreadful's amazing. It's amazing. Did you like how they ended it, too? They decided yes. just to end it? It made yeah. sense. Yeah. It made sense. I was sad, but it They it wrapped it up yeah, nicely. Really because if they would have gone on a third season, it would have been... Who shares a birthday with you? Birthday. What? She does birth date. Oh, Eva can, Green does. I can, enjoy, hers. I can enjoy my birth date even more. Oh. That girl's something else. Well, everybody right? does. Everybody throws fireworks for it. One thing I was going to get into and we haven't talked about because we talk about whatever we want here. We oh, might yeah. talk about like bubble gum. <laughs> you should have seen what we did while. last episode. But one of the things I got into because of Neil was reading this about, I've learned about Tori Amos. Yes. Yes. And did you know he rents like he stays at her house sometimes in yep. London? I guess it's over the water. That's, if I was friends with Tori Amos, I'd be hanging out with her all the time. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, I would, too. But that's how I discovered her music, first thing for him, because he's talking about you know, Tori and everything, and then I, then you hear about her lyrics. She has she references him in so many songs. Yes. Yeah, he they, they, like, cross-reference. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure which came first. The, was it the album, Strange Little Girls, or one of the songs? And then there's a short story in, I think, Fragile Things called Strange Little Girls, and it's got some of the lyrics in it. Oh, cool. I don't know which came first. And then there's really also, like there's like a graphic novel where they just do Tory songs, like illustrated mm-hmm. in comics and everything, so you know that. But in terms of her work, I have to admit, I have not, like her most recent stuff, I've not really gotten into as much. I enjoy it. I'm not, I mean, it's. I'll never be as into it as I am with like her earlier work but mm-hmm. I think I really enjoy it um, she has her daughter singing on some of her songs yep. now and mm-hmm. her voice is really haunting and beautiful I mean I have the Holiday album because I have my weird guilty obsession with Holiday albums Winter Graces yeah yeah, I enjoy that one I actually have a thing where I get every year I have to get one even if I know it's terrible I got the old 97's one this year but I have Amy Mann's as a favorite of mine. Oh, that's fine. That's a good one. But the other one, the like... The Bright Eyes one is good. Yeah. You, uh... Oh, geez, yeah. surprise. Oh, there, wow. there. you got to reference it. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. <laughs> but there's also that CD with all the Neil songs inspired by that, too. Yeah. And everything and everybody. So that's how he touches people. With Tori, though, he really goes on. Mm-hmm. But I like also like her early albums. What's the one with Hey Jupiter on it? I always forget the name of the album. I can see oh, picture it's one of my favorite. And of course, that's being the carnival. I didn't bother to go pull it out and look it up. The one with the, she's got the pig on the cover, right? Sitting in the 
she's the sitting chair. there. In the, well, voice for Pele. Voice, yes. voice, voice for Pele. Pele. Sorry. Oh, I love that one. It's so good. Has yeah, some God. I could, uh, not, I could not have done that video, though, playing with those rats and stuff. Doesn't she have a snake in it, too? Yeah, that one I couldn't have, definitely couldn't have done that Amazing. part. Amazing. But I like Spark. Yep. Yeah. It's a great oh, song. yeah. Professional winner. And I would hear friends of mine, mm-hmm. like, I always play Winner every year. Oh, I don't like her oh. lyrics or whatever. I, like, how can you not like that song? Uh, yeah. Or cover songs, too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. actually, I like her. That's actually for Tom Waits. I think she does a better version of Time because he doesn't have Tom's voice. <gasps> I love that song. Yeah, it's so good. It's so Waitsy in her rattlesnakes. Real Men is one of my favorite covers by her, Joe Jackson's yeah. Real Men. Did she do an Eminem song or a Slayer? Yes, yeah. 97 yep. Bonnie and Clyde. Yep. yep. And Slayer. Because the first time I heard it, I was like, what is this? It's so I like, it terrified me to no end to just listen to her talking about it. And I was like, ah, oh, ah. It, she it gets was... one of those where she can get, it's amazing how some artists like that can just bring their personal stuff out, like me and a gun, mm. and oh. actually bring this out and talk about it. And I remember being involved, like, with her rain stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think she got there, and I'm sure that's still going. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder how much Neil gets involved with her and stuff like that now, too. They're really good friends, I guess. I mean, still. I think so. Yeah. Last I knew. Yeah, because he's actually married to one of the, oh, geez, now I forgot. The Dresden Dolls. He, he is. Yeah. Yeah, Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, they're married? Yeah. Neil and Amanda, I yeah. I know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I remember like seeing some of their songs, going, "What the heck is this?" And I bet Neil's writing some of this. Wow! But the one thing with him too, what do you think of his? Have you read his children's books ever? I mean, technically, Coraline. Coraline. The Great hey, I don't know about Coraline. I know it is technically. <laughs> no, it's technically a children's book. It shouldn't be, but it is. Oh, it's like some of those good ones, like by Roald Dahl. Well, the kid's nice now; he's going to get eaten. Or... <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn him. But something like that. But the one I think I, I sold my dad for a bowl of goldfish. And the Wolves in the Walls. I think I read The Wolves in the Walls back when I was first first reading it. I think he had one Blueberry Girl, I think, which I didn't Honestly, read. Honestly, that just sounds like a Tori Amos yeah, song. It does, yeah, though, yeah, doesn't, it? Does. doesn't it sound like Cornflake Girl? <laughs> Cornflake Girl, Blueberry Raspberry girl, Swirl, come on. <laughs> oh, Raspberry Swirl, uh, Cherries from France, mm. from songs from a French. librarian. Or, or, yeah. Dude, don't look at me. I got nothing on Tori Amos. You don't? I, yeah, no. Neil is referenced I, in like seven or eight of her songs. Yeah, so many of them. Mm-hmm. And probably more if probably you more, pay attention. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's hard to understand or yeah. a little bit. Because half of it seems like meandering nonsense, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, like now I feel what you're talking so about. So like our yeah. show. Like, Three yeah. quarters of it is meandering nonsense, <laughs> and then you might It always comes something. back to Doctor Who with guests, no matter what. <laughs> Somehow I always manage to Except bring it Except when I'm not on the same page and I'm talking about James Bond. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you all are talking about Then all of a sudden he... <laughs> I think everyone was talking about James Bond. It was just me. He into Daniel <laughs> Craig me. next. Oh. You know, the Doctor turns into Daniel Craig. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't... Yeah. I wouldn't that. No. I remember a long time ago when we were doing a Doctor Who one, I think Susie was on it. Yeah. I said that there would be two people I would pick for Doctor Who, the next Doctor. One of them would Sir Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, yeah. Because to see him method act the shit out of Doctor Who would be amazing. And then I said something, and everybody, I think a lot of people, not just on the show, but a lot of people I've mentioned this to in, in my other life. Got on my case about it. I said Seth MacFarlane. No. Just because... No. Hold on. Now hear me out. Science fan, science fiction fan, 
and when he needs to, he can take it seriously. That's true. Well, remember yeah, Marissa's yeah. selection, though? though? Marissa's selection was Jason to. Momoa. I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, I mean... I had to go with her to see Aquaman. And like, why are we going to see this? Well, gee, I know I would pick probably. You might be able to guess who I may be able to pick who's English, who might be female, who I might pick for... Huh. You would never guess huh. this one. Judy Dench? Jakaris. Oh, wait, Judy Dench? Did you not get that immediately? <laughs> oh, did, he, did you Sorry, make a game of... Did you commit brain. a game yeah, I remember, of remember. No, I heard this Something reference. About, this horrible reference to Danielle? me. <laughs> this horrible reference, though, one time I'm talking, we're talking Danny about Reese. movies on here, and it's, a, it's somebody mentioned Terminator films. And I said, oh, I've seen Terminator Genesis a bunch of times, and all I hear is, oh, gee, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, was that a Game of Thrones thing? Yeah. Eh, pass. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah, pass. But there's so Sorry, many, universe, again, don't like I it. I think it's the same thing as Neil's stories in Doctor Who. You can pick anybody and do anything with them. Well, that's yeah. a, and that's the one yeah. thing people have missed. If you have great writing behind it, you could get a half-decent actor and they're going right. to shine. It's not only yeah. that, but his background characters are all really good, where it's not right. to just card, but I'll give a really good example. One of my favorite comics, and I like the series, too, is Lucifer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And where did this come from? If you ever read his comic, the Mike Carey book? Yeah. Now, it's a lot different from the show. Yeah. But Tom Ellis is perfect, that's, I think, is the character. That's the thing. It's one of the few comic shows, regardless of it, that I've actually enjoyed and kept with. And there's six degrees yeah. of Doctor Who where there's rumors about him being the Doctor. I would buy that. He's good. But the series is really different. It's got Neil's Prince all over it, and Mike Carey writes it. But you think this is just a character, because Lucifer pops up in DC Comics in different guises, but this is the one from season one. Basically, he's not a bad guy in a way. No, he's, he's sick of being in hell. He's what the... Buses go away. He's what really, would the de- what really the devil would have been. He's not evil. He's just... Yeah. He's Crowley. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he just says, I don't want to do this anymore. Then what's God do being so nice? He tosses a couple angels down to run hell. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's, I mean, and the casting is good. The acting is good. It's just a fun show. And he's a smartass in it. And it's hilarious. Because Lucifer would have been a smartass because yeah. he knew he could get away with it. But, I mean, what were some of the other comic shows that I've tried to failed? I, Zombie was a miss for me. Preacher. Nope. Preacher's awful. I love the actors. <laughs> I have to say this. I love the yeah. actors. The I'm show gonna, is so badly yeah. done. It's so badly I'm going to piss off the internet again, but I, I tried it. I was like, eh, no. It's just... All the ones that were ever on the CW. Well, I like oh. Supergirl. No. I liked Supergirl. Oh, Supergirl for, like for what? two the, seasons, what, and then it got I was, weird. I was going to say, which Supergirl? The one that actually aired or the one that was on for half an episode? And then they shit-canned it. The, oh, no, that was the Wonder Woman one. No, no, there's a real still-running Supergirl. Yeah. Oh, God, No, why? does anybody still watch any, like, heroes kind of shows right now? I'll bring Caitlin, because she was going to be I on it. Preacher still, she liked sadly. Legion. I had heard I would like I, Legion. Are we counting, like, Jessica Jones? and? Yeah, all the Netflix shows. I like them. I like Jessica you, Jones. No, yeah. you can like them all you want. Yeah. I thought they were just terrible. And the thing is, I love Kristen Ritter. Yeah, she's She's great. amazing. She's great. Mm-hmm. But I just could not get into well, that show. Preacher, in terms of, I remember when that comic came out. That comic is amazing. Yeah. And I'm going, I'm looking at this comic and what the heck is this? Have you ever read it? No. no. Basically, it's Jesse Custer and he's got the word of God. So if I told you to stand on your head, you'd stand on your head. 
And there's one of the best scenes in it. A guy pulls a gun on him. And he's like, well, I'm going to get you. What's he say? Miss. And then he told one guy to go fuck himself. You don't oh, want to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can infer. Yeah. But the thing is, he's got this family of rednecks. And they do all these disgusting things. Isn't that weird how that and deep, deep religious beliefs kind of go together now mm-hmm. and then? And he's got a vampire named Cassidy that's his best character, the best ever. character. You could play him. I have cosplay. And he's got tulip bow. They got tulip bow hair. But yes, who's but, also an amazing character? But that comic, insanely good. That and TV then the show, ass face, who's a guy who, face, yeah. But, oh who's yeah, they guy. great job on the TV show. There, guys. Oh, it's, it's so terrible. Well, he said, unfortunately, that was based on a real person who shot himself after Kurt Cobain and ended up, if you've yeah, never right, seen, right. he sort of disfigured and they, he mumbles because he can't talk. <laughs> but it's just a real graphic comic, too. Oh, comic. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. One of the best it's incredible, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And it's Garth Ennis who can be sort of rough. He wrote Hellblazer before that. Mm-hmm. I- Irish, scrappy Irish guy. Yeah. Who used to, if you wanted to get an autograph from him at a show, you had to bring him a beer. <laughs> you liked Anchor Steam. Oh, my God. Well, really? I'm start doing that. Like, if you want to talk to me after a show, bring <laughs> me bring a, a beer. beer. Christmas, <laughs> I will. That's a good idea, eh? <laughs> okay, that's... A cider. He, what he did, honest. what he said, the thing is, like, he would have a trivia question for his comic if you wanted to win some signed art or something. Oh, cool. He mm. said, the way you're going to win is when I'm at a thing, to enter, you have to bring me a beer. Oh my god! I'd be I know for that's that. pretty great. Yeah, but then the other one is I have to bring up definitely is Good Omens. Yes, yes. yes. Again, the ten degrees of that we have to do is just like six degrees of Doctor Who. Yep, David Tennant. Good Omens. <laughs> and back to David Tennant. David Tennant. <laughs> Who you uh, in that? And I was skeptical when I saw the. But I've heard it's been it's really good. It's amazing. It's that's the thing. No, when amazing. I saw it's the amazing. trailer, I was looking at it, going, "What abomination is this going to be?" No, it's really it's great uh, because brilliant. every most every comic show when I see the commercial, I go, "What abomination is this going to be?" And ninety five percent of the time, will, yeah. I'm correct. One of the things from the book I love too, which just cracks me up, it's Monty Python esque, where when they describe the Antichrist and they just go, "The Antichrist, the killer, is this little baby," and yeah, they go this yeah. long yeah. spiel oh, every yeah. they time. They go through the whole thing yeah. and they show you the pictures of Satan and he goes through the whole name and then it's just like, "Ah, oh, there he is." Open the basket, little it's baby. It's a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess Neil, he always said what they tried to do him and he and Terry Pratchett was they wanted to get a book burning campaign going. So if you see him and you <laughs> ever. Sign, you'll regular sign burn this. No, if you see Neil, if you see Terry Pratchett, uh, uh then run screaming, run screaming. <laughs> He's a zombie. <laughs> yeah. moment. Yes, but it's a lot of him. But there's one that's really not known that well. It's called Neverwhere. I own a yes. copy. Ah, ah, we have two fans. <laughs> I got nothing. The real version, or the, because I used to, I got the real. Because what they actually did to, and again, I hate censorship. Why do they have to do this for people? Mm. But there's a British version and an American version of the mm. book. There's at Swim has one as well. Yeah, yeah, UK version and. American. See, I don't get it. Our really, our humor isn't that much different. And our sensibilities really aren't that much different. I don't know that it's a humor thing so much as like a we can market this better if yeah. it's yeah. like kind of framed in a certain yeah. way. Well, good old Cockney. I for a while I was doing like you know Barney Rubble Trouble, all the way these guys do this and stuff like that. But just they they figure Neil said you wouldn't get it so English. But it's the like problem is even things. if you even in England if you specifically did something with Cockney, uh, the majority of the country wouldn't. Get unless it. you're Cockney, right? right. But that's a very small 
portion of the population. When I can be honest, when I was in London last time, I've been around British people here a lot. I was in one bar, shock of shocks, I know, sorry. <laughs> but, yes, I was in one bar. And I remember I had the, the highlight of my life where these British guys, these soccer thugs were out, and they're looking at me and they're drunk, and they see my friend and they look at her and go, you're, you're attractive. And then they look at me and go, but you are beautiful. Oh. And that was great. Aww. But anyways, I had a problem understanding them. Like, in terms of, like, when I'm ordering, and I'm thinking, I know these accents. If you look at Scotch movies a lot, mm-hmm. they will put subtitles on. Oh, they have. You yeah, can't yeah. really understand That brogue is so yeah. thick yeah. sometimes. But what do you think of the series, if you've seen the series and never were, the BBC series? I haven't. Well, I haven't. Oh, either. Either. No, I haven't. It's, get it at the library. Well, uh, you get it at the library. Somebody get it at the yeah, library and loan it to it's Alexis. It's not yes. It's really, in terms of production, it's like, you know, good old BBC in the 80s. Good old BBC. Where it's got that charm to it, like I'm, Doctor Who, where that looks like the Snuffleupagus. <laughs> I'm sorry, but BBC for me, you know, topped out at uh, Are You Being Served and all those great ones. Right. Because that's all I got to see. Because I didn't some see. good shows. Because I think I, by the time I was born, Doctor Who was on its hiatus. Yeah. Which is so weird. The longest running science fiction show in history. With but a, it didn't happen with for a 20, 30 years. With a 28 year, with a 28 year break in between. So, sorry, guys. So, really, you haven't been running that long. But still, it is still around. I like British sci-fi, though. You know, so, yeah, but when I was growing up, there was no Doctor Who on TV. So, that's why I didn't get into it until much later. And you probably saw, like, the new ones always when you saw them. I remember, I think the first episode I watched was Midnight from season four? Because I had no idea what was going on. Well, then did you see the perfect tie in Neil's episode, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS? Uh, Journey to the Center of the TARDIS and the Doctor's Wife. He did that one, too. Yeah. And that's how the TARDIS is a female and is all in love with them. And he actually did an episode of Babylon 5, too. Neil did perfect to him. The one where they... It's the night of the dead in this alien planet where the dead can come back. Oh, okay. you want to stay in one part of the... All right, that makes perfect the, sense now that you said yeah. that. Like, because oh, all Neil has to do is he has to use Emily Dick. You know, parting is all we know of heaven and all we need is hell. And you know it's Neil. Oh, yeah. But what That's, happens is there's that. aliens on the space station, and they just say, okay, you know, we're going to honor the religious festival. Now the dead are going to come back. So if you don't want to meet them, go to the end of the ship. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> And it's I'd just so pure Neil, though. I'm afraid of zombies. I don't, I don't like well, them. Don't, don't, worry, don't worry, they're not real. Not yet. No, it never will be. God, I hope so. Dude, we can't even... Just to say, everybody's so scared of AI, we can't even make a robot that can walk upstairs. <laughs> you ever see that clip, that thing tries to walk upstairs and just falls ass over tea kettle? It's like, yeah, I, you know, our phones don't work. 80% of the time, if that's the weather's true. cold. Oh, well, yeah. No, that's We're why, terrified of artificial intelligence. I'm not as afraid of robots as I am of, like, you know, Mannequins? diseases that make people Bio- want to eat Biological. flesh. Yeah. Mannequins? Yeah. Clowns? Autons. No, actually. Uh, clowns? Pennywise? No, not clowns. Huh? That's different. Pennywise. You know that's different. <laughs> well, Pennywise is disgusting. It's yeah, scary. thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, no. No, zombies aren't going to happen. I hope not. We can't do it. We don't. Thank no. you. We can't do it intentionally. That's the problem. We couldn't even we do it accidentally. If we tried to do it, we'd mess it up. Couldn't no. even do it accidentally. But what I like about so Neil, too, now, it's, like, it's, nice, it's, it's really nice seeing somebody come from where he came to being so popular. Mm. Yeah. I just Absolutely. always wonder, with him, he's another one, like, we didn't mention Anatazi Boys. Oh, Nazi Boys. Nazi the, Boys, Nazi yeah. Boys, I Actually, can't pronounce it right. weirdly, that's, um, the, the book I have is uh, the leather-bound edition of American Gods and Anansi Boys. Oh, cool. Oh. 
It's like, you know, the leather bound with the gilded edges that'll cut, that'll give you a paper cut yes. all the way down to your bone. Yep. Yeah. And it's always good Those to see are where he's going to go, and you wonder where he's going to go in terms of what he's going to do yeah. next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or be there any character you'd want him to tackle ever, like in terms of your, could bring Daenerys back? <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of his best work is kind of his most original. Yeah work that's not even trying to do anything for anyone that's not trying to pander that's why i love his short stories because they're all just like self-created or self-interpreted myth yeah and remember the other character i like too i wouldn't mind if they did a series on him's hob gadling his immortal oh yeah he's in love with life yep i love the thing where he goes he's a young boy he sees a sea serpent and then he's still around He, he just Loves life too much to die. <laughs> wow, I can't imagine that. <laughs> what drugs is this kid on? The best ones. Apparently, God. Yeah, but he's always around because he's a clone. He makes a bet with them. It's in one of his short one stories. He makes a bet like, I'll meet you. And there's a story about the devil and meeting in a pub every they year. They meet every year, yeah. yeah. But he says, okay, I'll do this and you get tired of it. But he never gets tired of it. Oh, I vaguely remember that. I'm going to have to look for that one. That and, one does not I mean, he even pulls out the Emperor Augustus in one story. Of course, because why wouldn't he? Oh, speaking of, because his love of history and all that, yeah. can you imagine a collaboration between him and Bernard Cornwell? It'd be different. <laughs> Get some Viking action, or the Saxons. That'd be Could you imagine if he did a story where they kill Jon Snow and bring Daenerys back? <laughs> no, because no, Game of Thrones... No, because... Okay. Just see poor Drogon. What's going to happen to him? He's an orphan. Well, He's a dragon. Know. Maybe the big, maybe the big fat guy with the train conductor's cap will get off his ass and write something. Uh, uh, the dream. Rather yeah. than rather than ending the show and just saying, "Here's how I was going to end the series. You do what you want." So right. I don't blame him for the horrifyingness that apparently was the final season of Game of Thrones because he gave. Th- he Holly- was like, "All right, he give the thumbs up." He gave ho- he gave Hollywood open open license to write it, which yeah. is just finish a it, swing and a miss. Well, they get po- that's yeah. what I really like, too, but we talk about Neil, BBC, and everything. And they've adopted what I think is really good from the BBC, where the series are shorter and yes. limited. Yeah. And you realize right. they can't like do these. We don't need 29 like episodes of a series. Work, you don't we need pull it eight. over and do a sequel. Unless it's D&D, huh? Plug. <laughs> that's, oh, that's why all the people who are like, well, yeah, why don't they make a season two of Good Omens? And I'm like, why don't you shut your mouth? Right, why don't they make a season two of Good Omens? Because season one is still warm. We also, haven't even because seen how season it's one do. is the whole book. Well, you know what? They blew it with the terror. Oh, because that, the terror is a book, and it's about it's a historical <laughs> fiction where there's the Edmondson expedition, but they no, made a monster. Yeah, it, what it is. And they did the first one. They finished it, but they're going to yeah, continue it. The story, it, it's based off of the, the old uh, failed Polar expedition of the HMS, okay. the HMS uh, Terror, and they were stranded in the in the ice in the in the Arctic. And the book is they ran across an Inuit monster that stalked the crew and ate them. I think it was a John, the Franklin expedition yeah. or the Shackleton yeah. expedition. But then I was like, okay, they wrapped it up, and then I see season two coming soon. I'm like. Don't what? Well, American two? Gods is going to end after the yeah. They have already right? announced third season; they're ending it. Yeah, but and I think it's I think it's very. But the ta- what else mm-hmm. did I hear was ending after its next season? And I thought, good, thank you. Oh, the Good Place. Oh, like I like when I don't know why I didn't like that show. I watched the first season of it, but I don't know why I was like, I'm really not impressed by it. And it sucks because the casting is really yeah. good. 
really good, but I was like, I'm really bored. That's fine. I just, I really respect creators that are like, this is where it ends, yeah. and we've told the story we meant to tell, and we're yeah, not going to capitalize done. on and this And they anymore. did. I give DC Comics lots of credit, and the Virgo line went out, and that's a shame, because they put yeah. out such really, cr- every creator great. loved them, too. Yeah. They really did, and they went out of business. But they told Neil, and we're not going to touch this. And he said, as long as we don't touch this, that I'll come back anytime you want and do it. Just don't let anybody touch it. Whereas Marvel, they did that to Jim Starlin and a lot of other people. They told Frank Miller with Elektra. He said, nobody ever touched this, and they just gave it away. Yeah, because now yeah. there's, but the one thing they are screwing Alan Moore over again with Watchmen, where they're doing, oh, yeah. they have all the, they had all those standalones with other people writing them. Yeah. Mm. Because as Marvel has proven time and time again in both the comics and the movies, they don't give a rat's ass about people. But I don't. I mean, I they give, know. I give Alan Moore credit, and he has. To, I mean, I'm sure he makes some good bucks, but he won't let them put his name on movies. I would say, this suck. I want the money. <laughs> I don't yeah, have that. Like, I don't have that good. Like, how could you let it happen? That giant check they sent me. <laughs> you can even say that. I bought a car that didn't break down on the highway today. No. That's why I let it happen. Well, that's the story of Cliff Eberhardt, the folk singer I saw, where he's talking about how, well, you hear Chevrolet ads, you're Burger King ads. That's me. And I go, yeah, I'm a folk singer, but I'm a folk singer who owns a house. You know, (laughs) Uh, you have to balance that with principle. I mean, some stuff you don't want to ever do. You know, he goes over like, how can you justify doing this? Like, oh, I'm enjoying living in my nice big house that you guys bought me. Yeah. Yeah, but any, uh, th- it's very nice having you on. Yeah, it's fun coming back and everything else. Coming back, and we to have the our studio special guest who did going not to talk at all. Don't let her take your hand. Oh, <laughs> I don't mind. I really <laughs> don't mind. <laughs> yeah, and everything. I was going for the visual pun. Yeah. We're on a two podcast. And I have my Will Rosenberg thing. She's next to at home, of oh, course. Yeah. I don't have a Daenerys one yet. Shock of shocks. You don't? I'm so, surprised. I get Johnson. I have a Tyrion. Uh, Tyrion's oh. the best character. I have, I, yeah. I have a Pennywise. I have a Pennywise so too. You. With the I, boat. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I have the boat. And I have the Bob Ross with the palette. Oh, oh nice. that one I support. With the palette. Well, you were lucky, of Alexis, because we had eyes. one guest. We had a murderous clown as a guest in studio. I would kick down the walls. It would be over. <laughs> you don't want to sign have picture. no more podcast. <laughs> He's no relic or cast I'd start cloud. snapping things. Jesus, God. Oh, he got. He's scared. So I'm fine. Believe yeah, it. you're good. So I'm fine. Believe it. <laughs> That's good. Okay, yeah, but he's a uh, he's an interesting character. But I had a, I remember getting a, to sign a picture for a band I knew, and Amanda just says, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> yeah, he's a, he, in, he was a interesting cat, and he decided that he was going to stalk me at the at, at a show once. Oh. Well, you see, That's... but he couldn't get me. That's even worse. Because the worst part is he told me he was going to stalk me. <sighs> never tell So my head was on a swivel the entire right. time. He would do scare camps where they would duck, they'd get like a guy with, guys, oh, we're not scared. They'd duct tape him to trees and stuff. Awful. <laughs> yeah, duct tape to a tree, throw him in the bed of a pickup. That's freaking no. terrible. Yeah, well. Can you imagine agreeing? Because I told him, I said, he actually wanted us if he didn't want to come down there. I said, I'm not. Grabbing anybody or I don't care if they could send. I'm not grabbing a woman Uh ever. No, they never went for the women. Only the dudes. Still, still, still. I know it. Are you kidding me? Some people, some people, especially if I don't like their attitude, they deserve to be scared. I wouldn't sign up to get duct taped to a tree. Well, no. Well, that's the thing. You know, 
don't don't go if you don't want to do it because they make Perfect. you sign releases. Exactly. I'm not doing it. And it's like, well, I'm not signing this. Okay. Have but a I'll good say, day. it's like a weird question to end this with sort of, and come back again and we'll get you at your shows and everything. We'll do something fun. <laughs> yeah, it's we'll fun, come back fun. to the theater. But I always think about it's coming up already. Halloween, everything's coming up so fast. Mm. What's really the appeal of all that stuff to people? Because oh. I know you love it. I love it. <laughs> You get to be weird, and nobody. Well, I do that like, all the time, uh, anyway. Well, I know, but you don't get weird looks. People if, are just like, "Oh, okay." Really? What if you've never like been me, out with you me? Just have be you? normal for like a month. <laughs> get my Sarah Palin button out. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, you've never. I, I was actually several people talked me out of. We were. I was going to New Orleans for Halloween a few years oh, ago. Yeah. Which I will never do again because New Orleans is literally. Me and MJ, we have to at this point. I've we been were, there for Halloween. We were at Anne Rice's, not together. Yeah, we were at Anne Rice's Halloween, probably before I knew you. We but, were at Anne Rice's Halloween party. She sacrifices a watermelon. Yeah, but yes. regardless, New Orleans is literally a toilet. Um, depending on what day. A beautiful day, toilet, though. Like a gold. Depending toilet. on what day of the week like you are, the, the street smells or something horrible. And I did uh, enjoy that. a lot of places. New yeah, York, I'm not going to New York either. amazing about her party, too, is like it's open to people. But. And it was just, I thought it was really fun. And now, who can't take that seriously no, when you got to do a right. sacrifice, a sacrifice of watermelon? But I my mean, initial on. costume idea was it was Jason Voorhees, you know, with the machete, and it said, No Lives Matter. <laughs> it was right at the height of the Black Lives Matter thing. And I was like, That's really funny because he didn't discriminate. He killed whoever was in front of him. Like, oh, that's offensive. And I'm like, Man, I really got to get this shirt now. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, listeners, what do you think? Is that an offensive shirt, or are you Googling it right now and looking to buy one? <laughs> I don't know, but Halloween, it's all fun. I think that's what it is. You can yeah. do what you want. You get to go to the extremes else. of it's your fun. weird, and yeah. nobody's like... It was fun oh, until crazy. it was ruined by adults. Yeah, you never know. You know, commerce. Uh, you well, know what? Adult slash commerce. 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 No. Oh. <laughs> if you had fun doing this, you want to. If you feel like it and you had fun doing this, you're always welcome. If you want to come back in October and talk about Halloween and scary stuff, can we dress up? Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'll film. I have camera, as we've proven with the like, okay, we'll, we'll plan one for October, and then we can also talk about like future stuff and everything. But plugs, plugs. Yeah, anything. what are you plugging? What's coming what up? Anything? Uh, I plugged in my computer this morning. You you missed my horrible pun earlier. Yeah, you, <laughs> it, it physically hurt me. That's Don't we? Okay. Yeah, we have a show coming up in December. In December, yep. Uh, Ruslana and Yelena by William Shakespeare Akov, the great Russian writer. <laughs> it's a, a, a a modern Russian take on Romeo and Juliet. Oh, that'll be upbeat. And then everybody <laughs> yeah. and then everybody dies yeah. at the end because that's what Russian writers do. Of course. Well, and, and Shakespeare, and Shakespeare tragedy. <laughs> they have like Anton so Chekhov writes well. a song called The Drury Story. Oh, thank you. There's always <laughs> a gun on the wall, and you know it's going to happen. Exactly. So. Yeah, I like Russian writers, but so they're real. There'll be links below. What is it? Um, DVC. DVC, yeah. And if, we have, we'll do, if you want to come back and do a Halloween one in October, you can be our yeah. Halloween guest this year. Sure. We'll get weird. No yeah. clowns, I promise no, you. Okay? I, I don't, I'm not afraid of clowns. Just that I one cannot in good. Clown. I cannot in good faith make that promise. No, you would be afraid of this one. No, this me. one will show up dressed as Pennywise. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I don't think she will. We'll uh, make sure we no, get a picture. You don't yeah, know. Yeah, we can dress up. Sure and we also have another. It's coming. The second DVD. Right. I'm excited. She's looking like, I'm glad I'm busy that night. <laughs> hey, you remember? You know the first time I played D&D? That time. The last time I really? played D&D? That time. So I don't have to... Like, know how oh, to do it. Oh, hell no. no. That was no. the idea. And no. one of the guys we had on there, Tommy, he's like a rabid player now. Yeah. He never played before. He's like playing all so, the time. I don't know if I can afford that. It's hella fun. I've played once. 
and I'll play. The next time I play will be when we do it again. That's and what then, it was for. The idea was we had some people who were who played before and some who didn't, just to get the experience down. Okay. And then I'm going to pitch that we do to, a different you... game too. Oh, cool! What game? Uh, at some point, some other game. Oh. I mean, there's shitloads there's of board a, games we could well, play. Yeah. Great, great games out there. Candyland. Yeah. Cards Against I Humanity. I used to play that, yeah, Uncle Wiggly. That, that's the bunny, not sick, it's a bunny game. It's about a bunny rabbit. Sure. It sounded, it's like a children's a book. A rabbit. It sounded disgusting. It, it's about a rabbit, but Yeah, we'll eh? do that. We'll dress up for Halloween. I, I need to see this. <laughs> that's cool. And the other thing I want to put, we almost had our dear friend Caitlin on. Hi, Caitlin. I can't. Yeah, hello, and we'll Caitlin. have this Sorry. out tomorrow. And she's doing a thing for IDW. It's a really, really big book next year for a comic. It's a how-to book. Like, if you have OCD, how to cope with it, oh. how to do this. It's all these really great artists. Oh, see, Jill Thompson. You told me the plot. Yeah. You told me And they're doing a GoFundMe thing to it. If you want to contribute, it's called Hey Amateur. And there's some really, really <laughs> good gifts. And I have to say myself, I don't have anybody do things that I don't do for the most part. Mm. <laughs> it depends. But I, is- because I want to get a signed copy of Jill Thompson's How to Carve a Pumpkin. So I contributed, and that was one of the gifts I got. Shoot me, message me that so I can look that up. I'm and like, we'll put I'm it up on our site it. and everything. It's just called yeah. Hey Amateur, and I get these hey, emails amateur. from yeah. Shelly Bond every week telling me how it's going, and it's going to be out in February. Oh, hell, I'm and it's going to be to All these people in it are just incredible, and if you've never seen Caitlin stuff, it's really Coyotes. awesome. That is all I have to that was, that was her comic that really launched her. It was an eight-issue run for what, Image? Yes. Wow. Coyotes, very, very cool artwork. What's it called? Coyotes. Coyotes. Plus, I she she promise very, me, very, if she very ever does a Game of Thrones book, she's going to have one of Daenerys' dragons eat me. <laughs> so I love you, Caitlin. So, and she's in New York now. We miss her here. We're and, all in New York, man. And if that's all for everybody, <laughs> I have, well, we're in, she's in New York City now. Uh, that's better. Oh, different. Yes. <laughs> New York State. Miles. Different. Yes, it is. But one thing I want to do, we have a very, very special treat. We had a special guest here who didn't talk at all, but I have a really good treat for everybody for the end for music here. I met Tony Levin again a couple weeks ago, and I've seen him many, many times, so I'm talking to him, and I said, Tony, mind if we play something from your new album and promote it? So, Tony, if you don't know Tony Levin briefly, he's been on over, you're looking like when you're young. Oh, I almost hit the microphone. What is Sorry, it? That was How many albums thing. would you say he's been on? 500. I, think, uh, I, I thought it was closer to 1,000. And he's still touring, he's still everywhere. He's going to put a five-disc set out, limited edition, only 800 copies of it. You have to go to his Stickman site. Stickman's like a bunch of prog. But his latest album's called Prog Noir by Stickman. And I said, Tony, you know, can we play a track and everything? He's like, sure. He's a nice guy. He, he tells the story about Peter Gabriel working with the monkeys, where Peter Gabriel was having apes do stuff. And he's just interesting. But I'm going to play the first track. It's called Prog Noir, surprisingly, off his album. Prog so noir. that's it. And thanks a lot, everybody. Yeah, thank you. We'll yeah. see you guys you. next time. Always sure. fun to be here. What are we going to dress up? That's going to be funny. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs> <Wise. laughs>